0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's Brenda Shoshana, back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Thank you, thank you, good morning. Thank you for being here. (coughs) Excuse me. It's a pleasure to be with you all over. All the people I don't really know you, many, many, I get little notes from people many times, which I love and appreciate, but there's also many, many people I understand the different countries listening, and I don't know you in the sense I haven't seen you. We haven't in this physical world met yet. (laughs) But it's such mystery and so beautiful that we're all tuned in together. Thinking or dwelling upon Zen wisdom, not thinking, but dwelling upon Zen wisdom, and and the mystery of our connections with one another is vast and wide. It's really mind-boggling. So many of us connected, always connected together, and yet we don't know each other in the so-called sense. We don't see each other. We may not have ever heard one another's name. A deeper connection going on. And I think that that beautiful fact is the basis of Zen practice itself. The oneness, the deeper connection, way beyond what we can even fathom. Somebody said to me the other day, oh, my former husband did this, that, and the other thing, and I thought, is there a former anything? Okay, maybe officially in this social world where disconnected or whatever that might mean, former, divorced. But once we've touched one another, once we've loved one another, even once we've had a fight with one another, once we've connected, does that connection, is it ever former? Does it disappear? Aren't we all somehow forever connected, growing together, listening together, teaching each other, loving each other? You know, sometimes we'll see someone who we don't know at all. We've never so-called seen them before, and we feel so happy to see that person so close. A, a feeling of love could even bubble up. Oh, my goodness, there they are. <laughs> a feeling of love <clears throat> for, for what, somebody who might seem like a stranger. It just, the title of the talk today, it just hit me what it should be. There are no strangers. Mm, And that is such a deep Zen truth. We know each other on a different level in a different way. You know, I'm thinking and what's brought to mind is a beautiful, beautiful story by Martin Buber, who was a great theologian philosopher who at one point just let go of all his intellectual learning. And his practice became being fully present to everyone and everything. And to meet them, to, to know them, to be with them, not through a book, not through a role that he might play as a teacher or whatever, but just in this moment together. That became his practice. And he tells a very, very beautiful story about this point that he was on a train once, going somewhere in Europe, and, and he was sitting in his train next to the person sitting next to him. They both were reading the newspaper and they had their newspapers open, both reading the paper. They didn't hadn't taken much note of one another, just a seatmate on a train, a so-called stranger much how we live with everyone, a so-called stranger, maybe a seatmate, someone online in the grocery store, whatever, just someone in the elevator, someone passing by, a stranger, not really to be taken into account much. Instead, we put our newspapers up, whatever we're doing, (coughs) I'm sorry, whatever we're reading, (coughs) almost like a shield around us, and we dwell on the news of the day. Or whatever we're dwelling on. That's a very nice image, too, of him, uh, both of them, sitting behind their newspapers. A very perfectly fine thing to do. Perfectly normal thing to do, conventional thing to do when you're taking a ride with someone on the train. You read your paper, they read theirs. Anyway, Buber tells the story that suddenly, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, as they were driving along in the train, the train was moving. There, there, There they were. He said, the veil between them lifted, just lifted, something lifted. And unreserved communication streamed between the two of them in the silence. Not that they were speaking, but in the silence, connection, communication streamed between them. They probably didn't even take their shields, their newspapers down. Just they were both sitting, reading their papers. And he said he knew everything about that person and that person knew everything about him. He felt such communion, connection, closeness. So what happened there? We've all had moments like that, I'm sure. It could not have been a long, experienced the way Boober's was when the two when he was crying he was so moved he was so touched and of course eventually both of them put their papers down it it fell down by itself the defense the shield fell down by itself and they looked at one another with such gratitude gratitude Mm. and such love whoa (coughs) When I first I read that story over and over throughout my life I'm so touched by that story always because it is such a beautiful beautiful description of Zen practice itself <laughs> it's exactly Zen practice itself we sit in the silence and we don't move and the veils the ideas the thoughts the memories the expectations, the resentments, the whatever that come up, they lift. The veils lift. At one point or another, they lift. And communication streams. It streams from within ourselves to ourselves. We sit and all, we may be filled with love. We may be filled with wonder. We may be filled with a certain insights communication streams. And of course, when we're sitting with others, the Sangha, the Sangha is the group of students who sit together throughout eternity, actually. We were even sitting with those who sat together thousands of years ago as we read their talks and so forth and so on. However, the point is the veil lifts and communication, love, Connection streams by itself once the veil lifts. So how amazingly beautiful that story is and this practice is. And I would say the outcome of seeing the connection, feeling it, knowing it, the oneness between us, and someone who might seem like a stranger, and even between us and people we don't even know who they are, where they are, what they're doing. I, I received a note that people in a certain part of the country are really enjoying the podcast, Now that this country, another country far away, are really enjoying the podcast, and I was filled with absolute gratitude and wonder, the same way I feel when I... Read that story about Martin Buber on the train. See, we don't even have to know the person in the sense of seeing them, sitting next to them, identifying them in the usual way that we identify people. But the connection is present and the communication is streaming back and forth. So this is such a powerful, beautiful image and... Reality also, because right now, particularly in these times, so many of us feel so deserted, so alone. How can I proceed? Or hidden behind a mask or refusing to wear the mask. Both sides, the same kind of thing. Longing for connection, longing for safety. Behind the newspapers, reading in the train or not and and so much fear and concern and actually a sense of uh, aloneness generated all over the place. However, and I want to say this with my full heart, however, when we taste that communication streaming forth that cannot be stop cannot be confined. It will stream forth whether or not we actually see the person. When we enter that level of our heart and mind and soul, there is no way anybody can be alone. We're not alone. We're not alone ever, ever, ever. You know, it's also so painful sometimes when relationships so-called end and, and that and let's not deny our human experience certainly never deny it it's it's a gift to us to go deeper to look into it and and but also in these days many people moving here moving there <clears throat> or or having differences in, in 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 ideas about how life should go forth and th- People becoming very, rejecting each other, separating from each other, not seeing each other, on and on. A lot of that is happening, of course, as well, even among family members, everyone, dear friends. So there's such an experience of, oh, my goodness, I miss so-and-so, or how did that happen? I've lost this one, I've lost that one. You haven't lost anyone. (laughs) No one can be lost. When we go deeper into that level of connection, of touching, when we sit on the cushion like that and we sit and don't move and go deeper, just stay silent and watch and listen and just be present for everything. Let it arise and let it go. As we allow that, that's the process that makes us feel, oh, I've lost this one, oh, I'm alone. All those thoughts, all those memories, all those feelings, they become the veil surrounding us from the truth and the beauty and the power and the sweetness of our lives. So it's not about pretending that isn't there or suppressing it, but being, as we're present to it with no objections. <laughs> When we sit in Zazen, no objections. Here I am, here I am, available to experience everything, everyone, in whatever way they come to me or don't. When we do that, as we do that, we could sit many years, many hours, but the veil inevitably gets thinner, thinner, it lifts, it disappears. We go, oh, it reappears. Of course, of course. The memories come back. They might come back more strongly. The veil might be a little more tight. We just keep doing it. And the veil eventually, it becomes so thin, it doesn't impede us at all. Different people have different different memories, different karma, different constitutions. So the veil comes, it goes. It's different for everyone. It's, this is not a one-size-fits-all practice, which is so beautiful about it. It's suited to each person. But what's very, very important is to know, to taste the substratum, to know the connection is there waiting. Even if we're sitting on the train with a seatmate, even if we have our newspapers up or whatever else we use to shield us from the connection, whatever it might be, and that's okay, that's what we do. The connection is still there. That communication is still streaming, although we may not be aware of it when the newspapers are up, when we're so shielded. So little by little, as we practice, little by little, because it could take time for some, for most, we, we become accustomed to the communication. We become accustomed to the there leaving to being unguarded. We see that we're even safer, strangely enough, when it's gone. We think everything that has protected us will protect us and we realize, oh my goodness, we're much safer when it's gone. We're much happier. We're much more grounded. We're much more aware. But that's for us to discover on our own, in our own time. As we sit, and stop being a stranger to ourselves as we allow ourselves to meet and know who we are our own selves then we can become aware that there are no strangers out there either all one all the same ultimately and maybe we're all reading different newspapers (laughs) And that image is particularly good these days with the different, everybody getting different news. (laughs) I like that. All reading different newspapers, have different veils, different defenses around us, but so what? Underneath deep connection, oneness, all wanting the same thing, all actually longing for that connection that's really there. It's going on right now, every day. So. Little by little, I offer you whatever I have experienced in this practice, this precious, beautiful practice of sitting, just sitting. Watching, not moving, not grasping, allowing, honoring. What a way to live. Okay, thank you so much for listening again today. And um, I will be back next week. Not that I'm leaving in between. I'm not. I'm right here. Right here. Have a beautiful week. The URL for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And if you want to reach me, you want to have a little communication on email, that's okay too. If you have a question or a comment, my email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.